0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Episode four. Oh, super cool. Um, let me ask you a question. Does it sound different in here to you? Because it should. Um, I got a new microphone. Now, I didn't spend a lot of money on this microphone. It's not a great microphone, but it is technically a new microphone. Um, so what happened was, I don't if, I don't know if you noticed, but in the last episode, um, the audio was Bad. It was pretty bad. Every time I spoke too loudly, the audio would clip and it would kind of sound scratchy and and I wouldn't be able to bring that back. So I, I bought that microphone based on a lot of really good YouTube reviews. One review specifically that said, hey, this is a great mic. So I bought that mic and <clears throat> had some... Uh, Had had less than great luck with it. And so I looked it up again and went to that same YouTuber and found out that he made an update because a lot of people were writing him and saying, hey, this microphone is actually bad. And so he bought a new one and found out that, yes, it is bad. And what happened was he took them apart and the old one had a different processing chip in it. And so he contacted the manufacturer and the manufacturer said, well, yeah, due to some COVID supply chain issues, we had to start putting new chips in all our microphones and the new chip sucks. So therefore the new microphone sucks. So I returned the old microphone, got a new one, and this one is way better. And guys, I can hear myself Because this microphone has a headphone port, so I'm hearing myself with no latency, and that is just fantastic. Um, So yes, I'm on a new microphone. It sounds great. There's other new things here, which I'll get into in a little bit. And it's good that we got this new microphone, because guys, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now, because we are professionals. Uh, So subscribe to the pod, wherever you like to listen, um, as long as it's those two places. So you'll also probably notice that we missed a week. I was supposed to record this podcast a week ago. Uh, I just didn't, you know, I've been extremely busy and, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on at work. The holidays are coming up. Um, I have that sort of end of year brain fog because, hey, guys, the end of the year is in two weeks. Did you know that? It's going to be 2022 in two weeks. That's insane. But yeah, I uh, I didn't record a podcast last week. Uh, not a lot happened uh, of note. And so I didn't have anything to talk about. So I apologize. I sincerely apologize to my subscriber out there. Um, If you're listening and I know you are, please accept my apology. And uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast um, because I've had a week to prepare for it. So it should be extra special. Um, I also want to come right out of the gate and apologize for misnaming Keanu Reeves' character in The Matrix. I called him John Anderson, which is um, so stupid. Because clearly the character's name is Thomas Anderson. Um, how could I have made such a grievous mistake? I, I I'm ashamed and I'll kick myself about it for for months, maybe years to come, because um, how does one mistake John and Thomas? Uh, it, it makes no sense. But speaking of the Matrix, it comes out in two days. And here's here's the thing, guys. I'm I'm gonna watch it at home, I think. Maybe that's maybe that's sacrilegious, maybe that's uh, you know, uh, disrespectful to the filmmakers, but as long as Warner brothers movies are going to be released at home the same day they are released in theaters, I'm going to watch them at home. I think at least some of them, um, I just don't have that much of a connection to the matrix and it's expensive to go out to movies and it's time consuming and people have only gotten worse COVID people haven't been going to movies for a while because of COVID. And now that they are going to movies, it's like, Hey, I'm in my own living room. Let me kick off my shoes. Let me talk the whole time. Let me, you know, spill popcorn everywhere. I, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, it's hard enough doing that for movies that I love. Uh, I'm not going to put myself through that for movies that I, I, I'm interested in, but you know, I don't really care either way. So uh, I'm sorry, matrix. Uh, When you come out in two days, I'm going to watch you at home. There there's another movie um, coming out and on Christmas Day, I think um, it's the uh, it's the uh, um, I think it's called American Underdog, and it's the true story of football player Kurt Warner, uh, and he is in this film portrayed by Zachary Levi and. Uh, his wife is played by Anna Paquin and her ridiculous wig that makes me laugh out loud every time I see it. Um, if you haven't watched the trailer, check it out on YouTube. American Underdog. Um, literally, the second Anna Paquin comes on screen, I'm cracking up and I can't make it through the rest of the trailer. It's just so ridiculous. Um, but that's not important at all. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about Christmas because Christmas. I don't know if you know this. Um, is in five days. Um, I cannot believe that Christmas is here because it was 2020 a couple days ago, and now it's going to be 2022. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun. It, It also flies when 2021 is a shitty, sad extension of 2020. Now 2021 wasn't all bad. It was definitely better than 2020. We have a vaccine, actually the vaccine for COVID, um, it has been out for a year now. So, um, you know, not to get political, but get vaccinated, please, because I would like to continue life normally and stop having to wear a mask everywhere I go, um, and stop having to fear for my life. So get vaccinated, wear a mask and let's get through this. Um, hopefully 2022, uh, will bring the end of this goddamn virus, but yeah, Christmas is in a couple of days. And, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be going home. Uh, I'm going to be driving up to Virginia, to see my family, uh, probably leave on Thursday. And um, I want to see my family. I want to see my friend, Andrew. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, Erica is a flight attendant, as I've mentioned, and she is actually flying on Christmas Day. So my hope is that she will come up to Virginia Uh, when she's done on uh, maybe the 26th, and then we'll spend another day or two uh, in Virginia before we come back down to Charlotte. So because Erica is a flight attendant and she's flying on Christmas Day, we did our own Christmas um, on Saturday. No, when did we do it? Yeah, we did it on Saturday. Yes, uh, we did our own Christmas this past Saturday, and it was great. We uh, we slept in, uh, we got in our pajamas, we went downstairs, we had, we had breakfast together, we watched uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol as we opened presents from each other. It was truly too cute for words. Um, she got me this beautiful new wallet that uh, I didn't know I wanted until I had it, and now I love it. She got me a really, really great Seinfeld trivia calendar. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but your boy loves Seinfeld. I watch it all the time and it's always funny. Um, she got me markers to uh, to mark up this uh, feature film script that I'm going to be working on in 2022. Just so thoughtful. Um, and she, uh, the other thing she got me, which is another reason why this podcast probably sounds so good, is she got me this like sound absorbing foam thing that folds around my microphone. So, uh, there should be like no echo, no reverberation. Um, my microphone is nice and cozy in this foam thing. Um, it does not block air conditioner sounds. So you may, you may still hear that, but, um, yeah, I was super excited to get to play with this and, uh, this and my new microphone. So, uh, combined, uh, I'm, I'm a professional guys. I am a professional podcaster and, um, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome because now I can actually use a good professional microphone setup to talk more about Ghostbusters and Marvel, which is, I know why you're here. And, and yes, we saw Ghostbusters again. And yes, it was my fourth time seeing it in a movie theater, but I'm going to be real with you. It's just as good. It is just as good. I My cheeks were hurting at the end of the movie because I was smiling the whole time. And it was especially uh, good because there were uh, some some kids, I think, you know, teenagers in that sort of age range sitting to my right. And um, I could hear that they were actually like really enjoying the movie. And that means a lot to me because it's like you are maybe experiencing this the way I experienced the originals. And yeah, it's just movies are such a such a unique thing and it's really special to see someone really enjoy a movie. So that was, I just thought that was really uh, i thought that was a lot of fun and it was cool and it was very good. And in fact, it was super cool, but um, you know, here's the thing. The biggest news of the week obviously is um, Spider-Man no way home. Now this movie uh, tickets have been sold out almost everywhere for like a month. Somehow, somehow Erica was not only home, but she was able to procure two tickets in actually really good seats at a 430 showing on Saturday. Kind of a Christmas miracle, not going to lie. You know, I, I, I take issue with people who are like, I'm going to review this movie because like, who are you? Why, why, why do I care? What, why do I care what you have to say about this movie? Uh, in a, in a sense of like, you are the expert or you know what you're talking about. Everyone's got opinions and it's fine. It's fine if you have opinions. It's fine if your opinions are educated or uneducated. If you are, you know, if you are learned about film or not, it's your opinion. And so like, I don't claim to be an expert certainly about uh, movies or even uh, comic books or Spider-Man in general. I love all of those things, but I'm not an expert. So I'll, I'll talk about my thoughts and my opinions, but like, I always feel weird saying like, I give this movie five stars or whatever, because like, who cares? Who cares what I give this movie? So I I will refrain from that, but I will talk about what I thought. Now I'm going to start with non-spoilers because obviously I don't want to ruin this movie for anyone because this is the kind of movie that you should be going into with as little information as possible. You know, I think some movies it's like, well, you know, it's okay if you know this or this or this, it's not going to really ruin anything I just think for this movie, if you can go in fresh, you're going to really, really enjoy it more. So because of that, uh, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. Now, I will spoil things, but I will give you clear warning before I start to spoil things. So non-spoiler, I'm going to say um, this movie is so much fun. It is a great movie. Theater experience. I had so much fun with this movie. Erica had so much fun with this movie. Uh, and, and right out of the gate, I will say it did not succumb to uh, Spider-Man 3-itis. When Spider-Man 3, the original Spider-Man 3 came out, uh, I was super excited about it and it was notoriously uh, quite bad. And so when we heard about this movie, we were like, well, I've been burned before. And, you know, the trailers show a lot of characters in it. And how are they going to bring everything together? How are they going to make it, you know, a cohesive movie? Um, Is it going to be bad like the last Spider-Man three was? And no, this is this is fantastic Spider-Man movie. It is a lot of fun. It is not without flaws. I will say that it is not without flaws. But man, it's it's (laughs) it is really hard to. I mean, it's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling anything, but it's um, it's hard to say this is the best Tom Holland Spider-Man movie because it's it's unlike either of the other Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Um, It's it's like its own thing and it's it's very well written and it's very well acted. It is 100 percent the most emotional Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Um, Erica was Erica was crying on. All- <laughs> almost through the whole thing. I shed a few tears, no question about it. I'm not ashamed to be a movie crier. Um, but yeah, very, very emotional. I, this is definitely Tom Holland's best performance as Spider-Man. I haven't seen him in in all of his movies, but as Spider-Man, by far, this is his best performance. Uh, you know, he has great chemistry with uh, Zendaya. Obviously, they're dating, so that makes sense. But uh, but that really comes through in the movie. And, and what I like about it is that, like, it, it is well written in that they can they can say things without saying anything like they can exchange a glance to each other and the audience knows what that means. And uh, I think that's it, it obviously comes from great performers and great directing like the the director knew I don't have to say anything here because Tom the way Tom is going to look at Zendaya is going to say everything. And and that I think is I think it's great when when you don't have to spoon feed your audience like that. Now, the trailers show certain characters. Um, Obviously, Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, Electro, they're all in the trailers. So I'm not giving anything away by saying that they are here. Um, And I also won't say how they get here or why they're here. I mean, you kind of get a little bit of it uh, because of the trailers. Again, Dr. Strange. But what I was worried about was, is this just fan service for the sake of fan service? Um, and I can say that it is not. It is not fan service just for the sake of fan service. There is a reason that these people are here. And each of these characters gets a actually a really great arc. Like, it's it's not just they're here to fill in screen time and then they're gone. Like, they, they all get something to do. And um, now, now, that was another worry of mine, is if they all get something to do, Will all of the villains and all of these extra characters take away from Tom Holland? And again, I can say, no, this is a Spider-Man movie. And as Spider-Man, Tom Holland is front and center the whole time. So, you know, it's, it's a great performance. He is there the whole time. It is his movie. um, And he just, you know, they, I think they hit it out of the park again, not without flaws. There are some things that sort of make you think, all right, well, well, why did this happen and why did you do this? But you know, by and large, man, this was just again, I I have not had a theater experience like this since Avengers Endgame. Um now, I obviously have seen Ghostbusters in theaters four times now, but Ghostbusters is not is not Spider-Man. <laughs> it's uh it is not a property that like billions of people across the planet know about and love right spider-man uh they've been making spider-man movies since 2002 so um, almost 20 years of spider-man movies people people know this character and, and and not just 20 years 20 years consistently like they haven't stopped making spider-man movies so and this is i think tom holland's like sixth performance or something i mean i guess he was in civil war he was in uh infinity war endgame yeah. And then his three solo movies. So, yeah, I mean, Tom Holland's been around for a long time. Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man for a few years. Obviously, Tobey Maguire was the OG. So people love this character and they love these movies. So this is the kind of movie that plays really well in a theater full of fans. And that's that's what we had on Saturday it was a theater full of fans. It wasn't like constant hooping and hollering. Um, but there were plenty of moments where people legitimately cheered. And you know, I think like some movies, you don't want that, but this is the kind of movie where you do want that. I remember back in the day they used to do midnight releases. The day a movie was released, usually it was a Friday. You'd go Thursday night to wait in line. You get, and you had to wait in line cause there weren't, um, assigned seats back then you waited in line, you got your ticket. Uh, And then you just sat in a crowded theater of, uh, you know, hundreds of people who who loved that that franchise, whatever it was. It was uh, usually Harry Potter. I mean, I did that like seven times and it was like that again. It was like those are the kind of movies that you want to see around a bunch of people that love this thing as much as you do. And you can all cheer for it. And it's a shared experience that, again, you just don't get with any other art form with any other medium. I mean, yeah, with music, with music, you get it for sure. But um, you know, a, a, a band's concert doesn't necessarily tell a story that like sucks you in, you know, it's three and a half minutes of this song that you like that you get to sing along to. And then that's over. Um, a movie is, is 90 minutes or, or 120 minutes even, (laughs) uh, of, of a story that has peaks and valleys and highs and lows. And, you know, it's a, it's a roller coaster that you go on. And, um, you know, I, this is not the why I love movies podcast, but I fucking love movies. And, uh, this is the kind of movie that, um, this is the kind of movie that, you know, is it? Is it high art? You know, probably not. Not to diminish at all the work and the attention to detail that goes into making a movie like this. But it's a popcorn movie. It's a blockbuster. It's just a blockbuster movie that has done really, really, really well. So all that to be said, um, if you're looking for non-spoilers, guys, this was a ton of fun. I really, really enjoyed this. And if you like Spider-Man, you're going to like this. So if you uh, if you want to see it and if you're looking for a recommendation, I highly recommend it. That's that'll be my review system is whether or not I recommend a movie. Um, I highly recommend it and I recommend you see it in a theater if you can. But be safe, wear a mask and uh, get vaccinated. OK, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's dive in to spoilers. So here is your spoiler warning if you you haven't seen this movie, stop listening now. Stop listening now and skip to the end. I mean, the end is going to really just be me saying thanks for listening, but skip to the end anyway, please. And then like and subscribe. So here's your spoiler warning. three, two, one. Spoilers are happening right now. Baby, we are in the Spider-Verse. Holy shit. Now, it was fairly obvious to me when they said Dr. Octopus was going to be in this, and it was Alfred Molina. And then when I saw the trailer, and it was Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, and there's Jamie Foxx as Electro. What am I seeing here? These are villains from movies that happened before Tom Holland was Spider-Man. What's what's happening? What am I looking at? So I think most people uh, who pay any attention to this stuff assumed, hey, this is the multiverse. We are going to see other spider man And that's exactly what we got. And boy, it did not disappoint. It was so great getting to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield reprise their roles as spider Man. I, I didn't know how much I missed them until I saw them again. Um, It was, it was, a, it was this weird, like out of body experience, like I didn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Uh, and, 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 and so much credit is due to Andrew Garfield because he often gets the short end of the stick. He was not in the best Spider-Man movies. He was in a fairly decent reboot and then a really bad sequel, but he steals all of the scenes that he's in. And I can, I can say he's in a lot of scenes. I mean, he's not in a lot of scenes, but like he and Toby, they, they they aren't just in one or two scenes and then they're gone. Like they're in it for a while, which I was very surprised by. Um, so <clears throat> going back to the beginning, obviously things are not going well for Tom Holland's Spider Man. He uh, the world just found out that he is Peter Parker. Peter Parker is Spider Man, um, and in the court of public opinion, he was he's a murderer and he killed Electro. Now that line, court of public opinion, comes from the one and only. Matt Murdock. That's right. Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock from the daredevil series on Netflix is in Spider-Man. No way home. Now he's only in it for one scene. He's got like three lines and he's gone. But holy shit. When I saw his cane and when I saw him sit down at that kitchen table, I was like, let's fucking go. Oh, my God. I was so excited. And that fits in perfectly with how. Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio's own, uh, has been revealed in the Hawkeye TV series on Disney Plus as the big bad. So uh, Marvel is definitely telling us this Netflix show that you loved matters and, and we are referencing it and these characters are back. They're making their big screen debuts. I'm fucking here for it. So. Anyway, court of public opinion, the world basically thinks that Spider-Man is a killer. So he's, he's having a rough go of it and, uh, it's affecting his friends' lives. His friends are all trying to get into MIT and MIT is rejecting them saying, basically there's a lot of controversy happening right now. Can't do it. Can't do it. So our boy, Peter goes to his buddy, Dr. Stephen Strange and says, Hey Stevie, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Hey Stevie, can you make it so that the world doesn't know? That I'm Spider-Man. And uh, long story short, Stevie's like, yeah, let's do this. So he starts to perform a spell that would make it so that no one knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. But then Peter's like, well, ho- ho- hold on now. I-, I want I want MJ to know, and I want my friend Ned to know, and I want Aunt May to know. So as Doctor Strange is performing this spell, Peter kind of messes it up. And Strange is like, all right, this this spell was getting out of control, so I contained it, okay? But... This is a bad idea. I don't let's not let's not go down this path. It's opening up too many possibilities here. So, Peter goes on his way and then he gets attacked on a bridge by Doctor Octopus and then by Green Goblin. Basically, Doctor Strange says, "When we did that spell, everyone that knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man was attracted to this universe and came and some of them came through. And that included your Doctor Octopus, your Green Goblin, your Electro, and your lizard and your sandman. I was shocked. I was shocked to see sandman and lizard again. Now, I, I think they probably just got those actors in to do voice work because lizard is lizard the whole time and sandman is a clump of sand the whole time. And the only time they transform back into their human counterparts is at the end. And I think that's probably just borrowed footage from the movies that they were in. But still, they came back for their voices. They did a great job. It was it was just so cool to see all these people together. And then they start putting it together that I thought you were dead. Well, I thought you were dead. Well, we died fighting Spider-Man. And that's when Stephen Strange says, Peter, we have to send these people back because this is not their universe. And, you know, the longer they're here, the worse things are going to get. And Peter's like, I can't do it. I can't send these people back to their death. Like, I know they're going to die. And even Aunt May. Aunt May's like, you know, you, you have to do the right thing here. You know, we have to help these people. They need help. And Peter's like, well, you know, they, the the best thing for them is to send them back. And she's like, is that the best thing for them or is that the best thing for you? Very big moral conundrum that our boy Peter Parker is in. And so essentially he 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 says, look, I'm going to try my best to keep them here. And see if I can fix them because, you know, not all of these villains are like just stone cold bad guys, right? Like these, these are all mostly pretty good dudes that had some bad stuff happen to them. You know, Dr. Octopus was a good guy until that, that neural chip in his neck fried his brain and the, the robot arms took over. And, you know, same thing with Green Goblin. He was a scientist and he went too far and that green smoke shit. Uh, turned him crazy. Sandman just wanted to make money to, to you know, pay for his daughter's doctor bills, not doctor bills, his daughter's hospital bills. Um, you know, Lizard just wanted to cure his arm, Electro, something, something. But like, none of these guys were like bad guys. So because of Aunt May's influence, he's like, I'm not going to let these guys die. I'm going to try to science them so that they get fixed. And then I can send them home and then hopefully their Spider-Man won't kill them because they're not a threat anymore. So I thought that was a really interesting way of doing that. Now, I know there are some people who are like, well, that's not how they did this in the comics, and in the comics it went this way and that way. I, I didn't really read the comics, so I don't particularly care, and I thought this was a clever way of being able to bring all of those characters in. And, and he successfully fixes Dr. Octopus, um, but before he can fix anyone else, his spider senses start to tingle. And his Peter Tingle. And man, that scene was nuts. When his spider sense goes crazy and he's just really slowly walking through the apartment and he can't pinpoint. I mean, he's around five dudes that are like mostly pretty bad. Uh, And he doesn't know he doesn't know what's causing the Peter Tingle until he finally sees Green Goblin and he webs his arm to the table and he's like, it's you. And Green Goblin's like, oh, that's right, buddy. I'm here to fuck everything up. And they get in this huge fight. Very cool. Uh, they they fall through like five stories of floor. Which whenever that happens, I'm like, are, were there is that building up to code? Like were there no support beams in, in in that floor? How did they just how did they just go straight through the ground like that? But you know they're super powered people, so um, that's how. But yeah, they get in this huge fight, and then ultimately, Green Goblin ends up killing Aunt May, which which blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind. Erica and I were not okay when this happened because I didn't really care much about the Aunt May from the original Spider-Man movies. And Sally Field in in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies uh, didn't ever seem like she really wanted to be there. Didn't really care about her. But Marissa Toe May's Aunt May, Marissa Toe Aunt May, I'm sorry. um, I I really liked her because uh, these movies were very heavily influenced by 80s coming of age movies. So Peter needed, needed a stability in his home life. And Aunt May really gave that to him. And she was a cool, hip aunt, and she was hot and sexy. We just, this was a good Aunt May. And so when she died, we were shocked. Um, But before she dies, she gives Peter the talk. And she basically says, with great power comes great responsibility. Now that's something that we have been waiting to hear in this iteration of Spider-Man since the beginning because we never really got his origin, but that's when it struck me this whole trilogy was Tom Hollands Spider-Man's origin. It wasn't just one movie it was his whole it was the whole trilogy and this is that defining moment where he truly becomes Spider-Man. So that scene really messed us up, but before we could be fully messed up, who comes through a shiny gold portal but Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? and another you know it's another one of those moments where i kind of saw it coming but when he pops through that portal and takes his mask off it was just it was such a (laughs) it was so it was such a great feeling the whole crowd cheered it was oh man goosebumps i'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it and i really think that the this movie was uh a great redemption for Andrew Garfield because um, again, he was fantastic in this and his movies were not great. I think he's always been good. And obviously Andrew Garfield is a phenomenal actor. Um, But you know, his, his Spider-Man movies are at the bottom of pretty much everyone's lists. But man, when he came through that portal and when he's joking around with MJ and he's like, I don't carry my ID on me. It kind of takes away from the whole anonymous superhero thing. And then he's sticking to the ceiling and they're making him crawl around to get cobwebs. Like, so funny, so much fun. And then as soon as that happens, Tobey Maguire comes through another portal. Now he's just dressed as Tobey Maguire or as a cool youth pastor, as, uh, as Andrew Garfield puts it again, I didn't know how much I missed seeing Tobey Maguire Spider-Man until I saw him again. And it was like a warm blanket, man. It was just, uh, it was so great to see. And then, uh, the, the crew goes and finds Tom Holland Spider-Man and he's obviously in mourning because Aunt May just died and like everything's gone to shit and he's broken the universe <laughs> and a lot of people want to kill him. And, uh, and there's this major pep talk between all three of the spider man and they're basically saying like, you know, this is not your fault and with great power comes great responsibility. Uncle Ben told us that on the day he died. And I do know what you're going through because you know, I let uncle Ben's killer, you know, I wanted to kill him and he died and and it didn't make me feel better. And, you know, Andrew says, I, I let Gwen die. Gwen was my MJ. And, you know, that's something that haunts me. And, and when that happened, I I stopped pulling punches and I got really violent and I don't want to see that happen to you. Just, oh my God, so emotional, like so, so emotional and so well done. So they give him this pep talk and then they say, let's fix this. Let's do it. So they go into the school's lab and the three Spider-Mans are are sciencing together. And it was so funny because Ned's like, hey, Peter. And they do the meme. They're all like pointing at each other. Oh, this Peter, this Peter. No, Peter Parker. Yeah, we're all we're all Peter Parker. Uh, So funny. So, so funny. And then it's the big showdown. It's the big showdown at the Statue of Liberty, which was also referenced in Hawkeye last episode. They said the new and improved Statue of Liberty. So what that tells me is that this movie and that series are happening at the same time, which is kind of fun. And then the big showdown, it, you know, it's a it's a big CGI battle. Like how much of any of that was real people doing anything? It, it's hard to say. Uh probably not much. But again, just the 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 thrill of seeing three. Spider-Man fighting, fighting Green Goblin and Sandman and Electro. And, you know, just, it was, it was exhilarating. And it was like, it gave me, it made me feel like a kid, you know, made me feel like I was watching Saturday morning cartoons. So I, I don't, I don't really need to get too into depth about what happens in the final battle, but basically Tom Holland is fighting Green Goblin, who's responsible for the death of Aunt May. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess you up, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not holding back. And it was pretty brutal. And you think Tom Holland's going to actually, actually kill him with his glider. And then Toby gets in the way and stops him. And it's just a, it's really powerful. Oh, and I forgot to mention all of this commotion and MJ gets knocked off of some scaffolding and she's falling. And it is very reminiscent of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man 2 when Gwen falls in the clock tower and Tom Holland jumps down to save her and he reaches out and just as he's about to grab her hand he gets knocked out by uh by Green Goblin's glider and you know you think oh shit we can't (laughs) we can't lose another girlfriend in falling off of a off of some scaffolding in a Spider-Man movie but no Andrew Garfield dives down grabs her and then And then lands safely and really gets to redeem himself for letting Gwen Stacy die in his movie. Uh, You know, that's, that's what I, this is what I mean by like, these characters all had something to do. You know, they didn't just show up and do their bit and then leave. Like they all got, got arcs and they, they really, you know, Tobey Maguire's character didn't really have an arc as much, but he, he was he was this like seasoned veteran who basically said, this is, this is the job and this is who we are. And this is who you are. And it sucks now. And it might always suck, but that's, that's the gig. And, um, you know, it's, it's a burden. It is a burden, but again, with great power comes great responsibility. So uh, they, they have this big battle and, uh, and then Dr. Strange is like, Hey, this, this universe is like, splitting open. And literally everyone across every multiverse who ever knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man is on their way. And uh I have to close this gate. And so Tom Holland says, well, if you do the original spell and you make it so that everyone forgets that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, will that work? And he's like, Yes, but it means that no one's gonna know who you are. No one's gonna know that you were Spider-Man. Not and not only that, but no one will even know who Peter Parker is. Now that's that's brutal. And I, and, and I don't really understand why, because, uh, you know, it's magic, but, um, but that's the spell and that's the only way that this is going to happen. So he says, he says, yeah, you know, if that's going to, if that's going to help save the world, then that's what we have to do. And so Peter goes and says his goodbyes to the other Spider-Man, And then he goes and says goodbye to Ned and MJ and, oh man, so many tears. Like this was, this was painful. And MJ says, I love you. And he's like, he's about to say, I love you back. And she's like, when you find me, tell me, tell me you love me. And, and that'll convince me that I, that I remember you. Just, just beautiful writing, uh, incredible performances, heartbreaking. And then Dr. Strange performs the spell and the world forgets Peter Parker, just straight up forgets Peter Parker. Now I have a lot of questions about the ramifications of this spell. You know, in the movie, Flash Thompson wrote a book about, being best friends with Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. Does that book not exist anymore? I, You know, a, a lot of questions. It's magic. I have to kind of get past some of that, but I imagine a lot of it will be explained eventually. But um, and now, and now Peter Parker is alone and he's on his own and he doesn't have Aunt May and he doesn't have Tony Stark and he doesn't have Ned or MJ or happy. He is by himself now. And honestly, this is the only thing that like I didn't love about the movie. And it's not even, it's not even that I don't love it about the movie. It's that like, I'm just, I'm so sad (laughs) is that this is essentially where Spider-Man normally operates. It's a huge bummer because he's by himself. He lives in this shitty, tiny little New York apartment by himself and no one knows who he is and he doesn't have friends and family anymore and he's just out swinging through the city, solving crimes. And, um, I think I was telling my friend Jorge, like, to me, it's a, it's a, the end of this age of innocence, uh, for, for this character. Like I really love the, the young and ambitious Spider-Man who desperately wants, uh, approval and, and, and wants to be this hero and wants the Avengers to like him. And, and he wants to be a grown-up, right? I, that coming of age Spider-Man I love, but he's not a kid anymore. And this movie is like, Hey man, you don't even have, like, you don't even have public records of having a high school diploma anymore. It's just, to me, it's like, oh, that's a fucking bummer that he's just, there's no more innocence to him. He's, he's, he's just, he's just doing the work of this silent hero. And yeah, again, that's not a, that's not a fault of the movie. That's not like, oh, I didn't like it because of that. It's just like, it just made me super emotional. It, it, It made me emotional in a way that the others didn't, that I loved I loved homecoming and I loved far from home because they had this lightness and this funness to them. And this one had it too, but mostly this one was like very serious and very emotional. And you know, he grew a lot in, in, in ways that I wasn't maybe ready for. So, so that being said, man, what a, what a fun movie. Again, this is not without its flaws. There are, there are, I have a lot of questions, but I'm also able to watch this and be like, shit, that was fun, dude. I-, I-, I don't even care. Like, I don't really care how we got here as long as you can let me play here for the next couple hours. You know what I mean? So a lot of fun and uh, I can't wait to see it again. I am definitely going to see this in a theater again. This movie is going to uh, even even during COVID. This movie is going to make a billion dollars. There's just it's 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 that good and it has that kind of following. I'm I am certain of it. Anyway, that was Spider-Man No Way Home. Really good movie. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I really hope that you didn't listen to this because now it's spoiled and why bother go see it? If you have seen it, I hope you liked it. I hope you I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, It makes me happy when other people like movies. And if you don't like it, then, you know, that's that's totally fine and understandable. I have a coworker who said he didn't like Ghostbusters and obviously he's wrong, but that's fine. He's allowed to have that opinion. Um so, you know, again, I hope I hope if you did see it, I hope you loved it and um, you know, let me know, let me know what you thought. Let me know what questions you have uh on Twitter at oh, super cool And uh, like I said at the beginning of the pod, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so Follow us and like us and uh, leave a good review and share the podcast because I would love to have more people listen to it. And um, I promise you that the next podcast will not just be me talking. I'm going to have a guest. We are just figuring out the details of how to make it happen, but I promise it's coming. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. This has been episode four of Oh Super Cool. Uh, Thanks for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays wherever you are. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.